0: War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to the John DePetro Show.
1: Well, folks, good afternoon at one oh six. It is right now one oh six on this Friday. This portion of our program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, Forty Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Folks, stop in and see them lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. All right, just to uh, also go over, the big story is, in fact, this arrest that uh, happened, has happened, as a matter of fact, um, the situation that happened regarding the four students that were murdered that were murdered. Um, I'm just responding to something. uh, Okay, I apologize. That is the big story. What is going on with these uh, Moscow students. Now I'm also seeing online anyhow that apparently they have arrested, as you just heard in the one o'clock news, they have arrested someone regarding the murder of the the four college students in Idaho. Now, I am seeing that apparently the the police in Pennsylvania towed away that white Elantra. So that white Elantra that they were looking for, that has, in fact, uh, proven to have been a huge piece of evidence that the police were, in fact, looking for. I just want to Bring out the latest now, and then we do have some. I do have some sound, but this story, the arrest, the four college students in Moscow, Idaho, has all the makings of of a uh, of a film, and I don't mean obviously in a in a in a good way, but the the white Hyundai. Hyundai Elantra. Seen near the Idaho murder. So without question. They that from what we understand. They knew exactly what they were looking for. When um, when they put out that they were trying to locate. That particular individual. So I am seeing. That they're saying they. Toted away. This morning when they arrested this suspect in Pennsylvania. So but this had that was the most information they put out were that border agents were looking for it in connection with the Idaho murders and that somehow that it was connected in some way. I would say that that was probably the the biggest piece or clue police needed. And, and we're going to learn later today how much, in fact, that came into play as far as playing into some of the evidence that they were looking for. I want to see, um, let me just see this. The Okay, the suspect age is 28. ABC News was initially saying 25, but he's 28 years old. Uh, ABC put out all over the place. Okay, here's a package I want to play. They were initially saying 25. I don't know why they were saying 25. Brian Kohlberg arrested early Friday in Pennsylvania. Press conference is happening later. And we'll... uh, Okay, here we go.
2: ...investigation into that vicious stabbing murders of those four college students in Idaho. Police now bringing in a special cleaning crew to the crime scene as we're seeing new body cam video of one of the victims talking to police just weeks before the killings. Kena Whitworth is back there in Idaho with the new details. Kena, good morning to you. Police just this week pleading with the public for more help.
3: That's exactly right, Janae. Authorities saying that they're actually receiving new tips this week from across the nation. This as new video has surfaced of police officers responding to a noise complaint at that popular off-campus home that this morning is still a crime scene. This morning, new video surfacing of one of the Idaho murder victims as police track down new leads in the killings. Hello, miss. Hello. What's your name? Xana. The video, first obtained by the website Truth and Transparency, showing Xana Carnattle opening the door of the King Street home as officers approach. I
0: can hear you from clear down the road when we were coming up here. We can hear the music.
4: I'm so sorry.
3: The video from officer-worn body cameras over Labor Day weekend at nearly one in the morning. Officers saying it's the same
0: second time they've been to the residence
1: that night. That
4: had nothing to do with music, it. Any loud yelling
0: needs to be done. Because next time you're getting a I want to
1: go to, um, you know, I, I'm surprised that ABC did not update their piece on this whole thing. So, I'm going um, to, because this morning they also had the FBI profiler on. And... Just looking at some other stories, police have arrested the suspect, the killing of the four college students in Idaho, Brian Kohlberg. The arrest was made in Pennsylvania, taken in the custody of his parents' home in Pennsylvania, which is between Allentown and Scranton. Word of the arrest came more than six weeks after they were found stabbed to death in their home. So the press conference was later this afternoon. Four victims were found Sunday. November 13th, let me just see what else, all these different tips, now someone had put out there that they were, um, that they towed the white Elantra from his parents' home, he's a graduate of Washington State University, expected to be charged with four homicides and will be extradited to Idaho to face the, the charges, A student with that name is listed on the university website as a PhD student in the Department of Criminal Justice and Criminology, 15 minutes from Moscow, Idaho. So that's really interesting that they, I'm telling you, I believe this guy thought, as frightening as it is, that he could pull off. A crime or wanted to see. Maybe he's committed other crimes. It's very, very possible. I'm on the university website. And they have, I believe. Unless they've already removed it. The uh, various students. That are. Going for their PhD. oh, Oh, there it is. Huh. Wow. Very, very interesting as a matter of fact. Department of Criminology. So we'll learn more about this particular individual. We are learning a little bit more as we go along now that apparently he was at his parents' home. Um, maybe on on break like everybody else. Let me see. Um let's see. Uh boom boom. I want to just, uh, I'm just checking, folks. Here we go. Police named suspect, Idaho quadruple murder case. Unless three o'clock in the Pocono Mountains, the white Elantra is towed from his home. Wow. There's the vehicle that they were looking for. Huh. Well, I guess with criminology, they didn't, uh, he missed the part about you shouldn't still have the vehicle that the authorities were looking for. Hmm. Now I wonder, and I'd almost be willing to bet, they're going to find the DNA possibly of those four students in his car. This could become another OJ thing. A white Hyundai Elantra, same make and model of cars, has been towed from outside the home. I would imagine he drove, so he must have drove back. The arrest is the first major break in the case. Kohlberg asking if anyone else was arrested. Huh. He asking if anyone else was arrested when he was taken into custody. So Brian Christopher Kohlberg was asking if anyone else was arrested when he was taken into custody. He's being held for extradition to Idaho. Sources say the authorities knew who they were looking for and hunted the suspect down to the Pocono Mountains in Pennsylvania, 2,400 miles from Idaho. News Nation reported he had a quiet blank stare when arrested by the local police and FBI on Friday morning. It's understood he is a Ph.D. college student at Washington State University within the Department of Criminal Justice and Criminology and, and did not attend the University of Idaho. Right. But this this university is 50, 12, 12 minutes from University of Idaho. According to the college website, Kohlberg attended the college in Putnam, a 15 minute drive from where the students were killed. I pulled it up on Google a short time ago. He graduated from DeSales University in Pennsylvania last May, Master of Arts in Criminal Justice. Part of his research, Goldberg posted an appeal for help on social media with his research, how emotions and psychological traits influence decision-making when committing a crime. Hmm. There he is. He's very clean-cut. I'm telling you, he resembles Jamie on Yellowstone. Was also Ricky in American Beauty. Same actor. Resembles him. Who else does he look like? I don't know. Um, so they knew. Oh, is that him? Oh, there's another photo of him. Moscow cops have been hunting for the exact same vehicle in the past two weeks connection with the killing. He appeared in court this morning. They're holding the briefing at 4 o'clock this afternoon, East Coast time. Uh, Authorities were baffled by the brutal killings. Repeatedly appealed to the public for help with the case. Reports from both the coroner and the police confirm each of the students had been stabbed multiple times in the torso. Were ambushed in their sleep. Police have found no evidence of a sex crime. Nor robbery. Victims had wounds in their bodies indicated they tried to fight off the attacker. Initially, police said they thought all four were assaulted as they slept. Gonzal's father saying she had the worst injuries from the incident, gouging wounds and rips, which also led people to believe that it was someone like she was the one targeted now. Chief of police at Moscow Police Department admitted. Investigators did not understand how the two surviving roommates appeared to sleep through the attack. It sounds like he didn't know they were in the house. Multiple people talked with the 911 before Moscow police officers arrived at the location. All four of them were stabbed to death somewhere between three to four that morning after enjoying a night out. Hmm. So it sounds as though we don't know yet, but this guy was interested and seemingly thought that he could pull off the perfect crime. No, no real, no motive. Um, There wasn't a fight. It wasn't. Um it wasn't a robbery, it wasn't revenge. right? What are the three things involved with a crime, especially with a murder? Methods means opportunity. Did someone have the opportunity to commit the crime? Did they have the, the um, wait minute, motive means an opportunity. Did they have a motive to commit the crime? Did they have the opportunity to commit the crime? Did they have the means to commit the crime? Those three things. And this sounds as though when they have the press briefing, they're going to drop quite a bit of evidence with this guy that they grabbed. So for those that are just tuning in at 120, there has been an arrest in this Idaho college student murder case. And the person they've arrested, 28-year-old. Graduate PhD student at Washington State University. A college student's been arrested in connection with the quadruple murder. Right, but he was going for his PhD. He's a 28-year-old college grad. He was arrested in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Brian Kohlberg, graduate of the Master of Arts in Criminal Justice this past May, May of 2022. And then they have the press briefing. But I think a big thing is the white Hyundai Elantra was towed from his parents' home in Pennsylvania. Can you even imagine this? Now, the parents are thinking, you know, they think of the proud parents, right? He's going for his Ph.D. But that's so odd that he was looking for people to take place in a study that apparently he was going to do. Where he was trying to study the traits of individuals that have committed a crime and were able to get away with it. Now, the investigation was also very, very tight-lipped. This morning, I mean, as I was, what there was, there was no clues about this, and instead, they were chasing all of this um, information about new body camera video. That was released in the murder investigation. Um, Folks, you know the other case? I don't know what's going to happen with this situation. All right, let me hear. uh, This is... um, Brad Garrett, who I've interviewed before. This was uh, Good Morning America this morning.
2: We know you'll be following the latest there. Thank you so much. Now let's bring in ABC News contributor and former FBI agent Brad Garrett. Brad, it is so great to have you here in studio with us. Sending in a cleaning crew means that police are pretty much done with evidence at the crime scene. What does that suggest to you about where this investigation stands? So
5: every crime scene of course ends and you have to clean it up. So this one's a bit complex just because of the nature of four people, how they were killed. So it's going to Take them a while to clean up but just collecting the forensic evidence would have taken a while in that house and then i have spent at crime scenes like this days walking through trying to figure out exactly what happened maybe even trying to reenact so they probably have done that but it's just time to move on i wouldn't take it that there's any additional steps Found in this case, or new information found, but it's just it's time. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of the
0: crime scene, uh, the murders happened back on November 13th, but police say they're still awaiting some crime lab results. Is that unusual?
5: No, because if you think wit about how much. I don't want to get graphic here, but how much stuff you would have to process. And if the bad guy moved around, and let's say he had blood on his shoes, all of that stuff would have to be picked up, processed. That's a lot of DNA to look for and other genetic materials. So not uncommon for it to take weeks. Brad, police say that you know they want the public to help them. They want information from the public, but they also say they've received thousands of new tips. What does that tell you? Well, it's... Actually, quite common. If you go back to Chandra Levy and the DC sniper case that I worked on, we got so many tips we had to create phone banks. Now the problem is a vast majority of them, Geo, are not worth much. Mm. Well-intentioned people, but they want to tell you the theory of the case, and so sorting out sort of what is real, what is not, or, or pieces of information real, takes some time. So it's it, it's just it's the nature of the beast when it comes to high-profile cases. Absolutely. Okay. Still, so many questions remain. In that community Absolutely. going.
1: Now on. you know, as I mentioned, folks at 124, you know, I, I do want to play this, um, this story on this uh, George Santos. Uh, I want to play the latest. Oh, was that Aaron Kotersky? Was on Good Morning questions America? Cong- Good for Aaron. He even
0: caught fabricating his career, his education, and his background. And this morning, the questions about Congressman-elect George Santos are piling up over everything from his campaign spending to his mother's death congressman Alex Santos has said his mother was in the South Tower of the World Trade Center on 9-11.
6: I get emotional. My parents were both down there on uh, the day of the attacks, and uh, fortunately none of them passed.
0: In a tweet last year, Santos said 9-11 claimed my mother's life. In a different tweet, he said she died in 2016. His website said Santos's mother died of cancer, making no link to September 11th, and his campaign is not clarified. Santos has claimed four of his employees were killed in the Pulse nightclub shooting. He conceded this week. It wasn't true. Did anyone who worked for you perish in the Pulse nightclub shooting?
4: That worked for me directly?
1: No.
0: Santos has also claimed to have attended the elite Horace Mann school here in New York City, but said he did not graduate for financial reasons.
1: They sent me to a good prep school, so
0: which was Horace Mann uh, prep in the Bronx. The school told us there's no record Santos was ever there. He has now tried to move on after admitting to what he called embellishments of his resume.
6: I think we can all look at ourselves in the mirror and admit that once in our life we made a mistake. I'm having to admit this in national television for the whole country to see. But Democrats in his
0: district have had enough.
5: We not only don't want to be represented by any clown in local government, in state government, but especially... Actually not
0: in our nation's capital. To tamp down the scandal, Santos has been telling local Republican leaders he plans to serve one term and not run for re-election. The GOP chairman in his district said he wouldn't support Santos anyway in 2024, without mentioning any objection to Santos taking office next week. Despite a new report in the New York Times that questions how Santos spent campaign money on everything from rent to meals to airfare.
1: Janae. uh as more comes out, Aaron. You know, the, listen. The guy is a pathological liar, and it, it's irrelevant to me that he's a Republican. He is absolutely a pathological liar, and and they they can argue that how how did they um, how was he even able to? I don't know how he got through a campaign. I don't know how a lot of this was not brought out during the course of the campaign. Let me play. News Nation has some sound on this arrest in, um, in the I.O. murder case. Let me just hear a little bit of this.
2: A live look now. This is the mugshot. We just received this. This is a mugshot of the suspect who is now in police custody. This is Brian Koberger, who is 28 years 28-year-old, arrested early this morning in Scranton, Pennsylvania, for the murder of the four college students in moscow idaho he is now under arrest he is in custody um actually, we're going to continue to take a look at this mugshot um oh we're also getting more information here i see we have confirmed that brian Koberger is a phd student yep. covering criminal justice wow. at washington state university huh again brian Koberger, a phd student 28 years old taken into custody early this morning by investigators in Scranton, Pennsylvania. As we are taking a live look now, this is...
1: I want to um folks again, this this is obviously the we're going to learn more with the press briefing that's going to happen this afternoon. What is so disturbing about this is that this certainly I mean, this, okay, there's a little more sound. I like this. News Nation, let's hear this.
2: ...made in the quadruple stabbing death of four mm-hmm. college students in Moscow, Idaho. Brian Enton joins us now on the phone for more on this. Brian, this is a story you have been covering since the very beginning. This is huge news.
6: Yeah, huge news, Nicole. Um, and, and we can finally confirm it, um, that, that an arrest has been made uh, in the quadruple homicide in Moscow, Idaho. Uh, obviously this has been a long time coming, uh, almost two months now, uh, that these families have been waiting for justice, uh, since these four university of Idaho students were, uh, were killed. Um, and, and now finally, uh, I can confirm that arrest has been made. We're waiting to get more details. Uh, Nicole about the specifics of exactly how this went down. Uh, I'm learning it, it happened early, early this morning. Uh, and, uh, and we're waiting to get a name and more specifics confirmed. We know police are planning to have a, a news conference at 1 o'clock Pacific Time uh, where they'll uh, release more information. You know, and right now,
2: Brian, obviously this is breaking. Again, as you said, we're waiting to find out more information. Do we have any idea on where this arrest was made? Was it made
6: there in Moscow? Was no. it made in Idaho? Pennsylvania. No. At his parents' so house. What I'm learning is that it was made out of state. Oh. Um, I, I'm working to confirm more details about exactly
1: where. Pennsylvania,
6: um, and, and again how it all went down. So all right. this person is how they're possibly connected to parents'
1: Idaho's. house in um, Pennsylvania. What I'm
6: learning uh, at this point um, the arrest did not happen uh, in, in the state of Idaho. All right, mm. and Brian, just talk
2: uh, us through a little bit. You know the days, the weeks, the more than a month, almost two months of this investigation. You spent so much time. Uh, There in Moscow, thousands of tips coming in from the public on this.
6: Yeah, it's been an emotional roller coaster for the families, obviously, police investigating. Um, They've been so tight-lipped, as you know, basically giving up nothing, making it almost seem like they had no information, but there was always this feeling that behind the scenes, they were slowly building a case, and now we know that that, that that was what was happening, now that we know that they've made this arrest. What's interesting... Um, and, uh, you know, I can't believe it is that, um, the celebration of life. So the memorial service for victims, Kaylee and, um, Maddie Mogan, the two best friends who were killed is this afternoon, um, in Idaho. Um, it just, it just happens to be this afternoon. And obviously those families, all they've wanted is justice. All they've wanted is an arrest. And now to find out that this arrest literally happened, hours before um the memorial service i mean it, it, it's really something
2: been well, speaking of that brian you know we just learned yesterday that they were planning to bring in cleaning crews starting tomorrow to the home to, to start cleaning up the materials cleaning up the house obviously uh, a grisly scene in there and you know i know personally i thought well, gee, it, it seems kind of odd that they would be bringing in a cleaning crew if they have yet to, to make an arrest, if they have yet to name a suspect. And here we are just a day later yep. learning that an arrest has, in fact, been made. Yep. Yeah,
6: it's a really good point. It was interesting. They announced yesterday really. that they would be sending a team in to clean out the house and then um, releasing that house back to the um to the property management
1: oh, yeah. company there's so many people which, want to live there there interesting now.
6: timing because yeah i mean every, when i was on the ground there everyone including the prosecutor said we're going to keep the house secure as
1: long as we to all right so folks that is the the latest with this now there's other news on this um on this friday and again good afternoon you're listening to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 and 99.9 fm right now it's 132 it is friday afternoon on this final friday of 2022 And folks, I want to tell you, we already have a lot of plans set for the new year. You're going to like some of the changes we're going to make, some of the things we're going to be doing with the John DePietro show, a lot more investigative uh, work underway. Obviously, our video work is going to continue so much, much ahead in the new year. Now, I am interested to see how Governor McKee is going to handle this next story. Whether people like it or not, COVID is back. COVID is back, not at the level it was. But right now, the com- COVID community level has been raised for all Rhode Island counties due to an increase in cases and hospitalizations. So I want to play. I want to see what Governor McKee is going to do about this. This is the Channel 12 Story on this. Here we go.
3: For seniors on Christmas Day reached a level they haven't seen since last February. Public health officials are expecting a spike in COVID and other respiratory viruses like RSV and flu any day now following last weekend's holiday gatherings.
1: So I, I, like many of you, I know someone that has, uh, I think what's interesting happening right now is, and I don't know about you, I know people that have both... Um COVID and both, well, both COVID and COVID and the flu. And so so in, in other words, plus there's some kind of there's some kind of other I think a strain of influenza that is out there. And so th- there seemingly is right now um very, very difficult time. But I what I wanted to say was I'm gonna be anxious to see if Governor McKee what he does about it, as far as does he do something. Uh, drastic because the, the COVID numbers are going up so much. It's, um, I think I saw in Boston, they may send the kids back to school with masks on. I think I saw that. Let me see if there's some, um, nope. The big, the big national story, well, there's two big national stories. One is the situation with that Republican rep I'm seeing it. Boston Public Schools will adopt a temporary masking policy following winter break. You know, nothing gets people crazy like that does. People are going to start going through the roof on that. But the big story that and, and also, you know, I don't, I don't know what to make of this. This rep from New York who I, I mean, the, the guy is a he's a pathological liar. absolute. Mutely, a pathological liar. Um, it's not. Uh, he embellished a few things. It's like everything he was saying was, in fact, a lie. So it's not like one or two things. I mean, it's it's a lot of things. But um, so I want to play at one thirty-six. I believe we have the Today Show. Um, piece on this individual who this George Santos, who by all accounts, I mean, I don't know how he got to even where he was. And I certainly don't know the, the Republican Party. He's causing a lot of problems with the Republican Party. And I know that people want to do the what abouts. But I mean, this guy, I just don't know how you even start to defend this individual who he's, he's elected to Congress and, um, and, and how, I mean, by all accounts, he is just completely a pathological liar. So everything that this guy has been putting out, in essence, has been a lie. Now, also, things seem to be getting better with Southwest. I'm going to play this package.
2: This last day.
3: <laughs> back. Well, Peter, good morning to you. Southwest Airlines spent the entire day yesterday moving employees and crew and aircraft around the country, all in preparation for today, from more than 2,300 cancellations yesterday to just 39 so far this morning. They are back at full capacity. Now, the next order of business is reimbursing passengers, and that's something that the transportation secretary tells me he is watching like a hawk, and he's ready to enforce massive fines if the airline doesn't do right by its customers. After a devastating week for Southwest, this morning, the airline says it's finally ready to take flight. Back to normal operations executives promise planning to fly some 4,000 flights today. All of it on the heels of an unprecedented week that left more than 15,000 flights grounded and thousands of passengers stranded.
5: Every flight was overbooked.
3: Now, after the meltdown, comes the makeup, with Southwest promising to return lost luggage to passengers, shipping bags for free, even flying them on their own planes, and setting up a special website for passengers to submit receipts to get reimbursed for hotels, food, and rental cars while stranded. It's something Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg promised to enforce.
0: We are going to be putting Southwest Airlines under a microscope in terms of their delivering, these kinds of reimbursements and refunds to passengers.
3: In a scathing new letter to the airline CEO, Buttigieg lays out priorities for the airline to its customers, from paying $3,800 to each passenger with provable damages from lost luggage to repaying the cost of flights booked on other airlines. Buttigieg says his department will use the fullest extent of its investigative and enforcement powers to hold Southwest accountable.
0: The airline said to me that they were going to go above and beyond what's required of them. Uh, I'm looking to make sure they actually do that. And if they don't, uh, we are in a position to levy tens of thousands of dollars per violation per passenger in fines.
3: Does your department share any blame in this, sir? Should you have seen this coming?
0: We have taken every step to increase the standard of customer service right now. Uh, Now, I can't go in and fix an IT system for an individual airline that is failing to Do its job. Uh, But as a watchdog, our department is going to do everything it takes to hold them accountable.
3: You heard him talk about the systems there. That was one of the biggest issues with this entire debacle, a massive slowdown in the system that handles employees' schedules. Well, the airline says that now they've set up what they're calling a volunteer army, more than a 1,000 employees ready to step in and schedule.
1: What a disaster. Sounds like it all could have been avoided. Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM on this uh, final Friday. Now, next week... The General Assembly will be back uh, at work, obviously at the Rhode Island State House, and then Governor Mckee' his inauguration will be on Tuesday, and then also Rhode Island, you know, it'll be his first official term, and then Boston, of course, has uh, Governor Healy as more Healy will be taking over. All right, let's um, on this Friday. But the big news coming up is uh, this this whole business of the arrest regarding the 28 year old arrested sounds like a real psychopath sounds like someone who studies criminal justice and wanted to see if he could get away with it. His name is Brian Kohlberg criminology students. He put this out research participation needed. Understand the story behind your most recent criminal offense. Emphasis on your thoughts and feelings throughout the experience. A research project. Understand emotions and psychological traits when committing a crime. In the event your most recent offense was not one that led to a conviction, you may participate. Completely confidential and the research was approved by DeSales University. So he did that while he was in college. But he just graduated in May. But understand emotions and psychological trait influence decision-making when committing a crime. A story about your most recent criminal offense. In the event, it was not one that led to a conviction. You may participate. So he, um, again, we're going to learn a lot more. But this guy sounded like a modern-day Dexter, for those that are familiar with the Showtime show, or series, I should say. It sounds, though, he right now sounds like someone at 142 on this Friday, and you're listening to the John DiPietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. He sounds like he was convinced that he could commit a crime of this nature and do it so brilliantly that he could get away with it. What I would be curious to find out would be if he had any communication with law enforcement. For instance, was he playing like a a cat and mouse? But when they released that they were looking for the white Elantra, and then he still kept driving it. Um I think that's um really interesting. The the Hyundai Elantra. That apparently was towed away from his parents' house this morning, so they they knew who they were looking for very very impressive job by law enforcement all right, let's see if we can get a hold of our friend folks John Francis again, I want to wish everyone a very, very happy new year. He's got a posting about he just got a uh received more shipments, ten round mags they have the um Folks, joining us on the line right now, we want to wish him a very happy New Year's, our friend John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. Good afternoon, John Francis.
4: Happy New Year, John. How are you?
1: Very well, John. Let's start with your uh, Facebook post. You just received more shipments of the 10-round mags.
4: Yes, so I'm starting to get uh, sizable shipments of them. Uh, So the CZ-75 and the Browning High Power ones I've mentioned have been uh, uh, fairly difficult to get. Uh, I've already burned through some of the Browning ones, but I've got plenty of the CZ mags. I've got them for the Beretta 92 series. Uh, I have them for Glocks, the Glock 17 and 19. I have them for, uh, I just got some more in this morning. I've got them for the Sig P226, 228, 229. Uh, I've got them for some of the Smith & Wesson uh, full-size M&P 9s. The Ruger 9 uh, millimeter series, Ruger 22 series, their Mini 14. Uh, I've got uh, just got a big shipment of 10 round AR mags. Uh, I have them for the AK style. Wow! Uh, I've got them for the Smith and Wesson 22 series. Wow.
1: Bike. Oh boy!
4: Um, and, I, and I've got more. I've, i frankly, I'm I'm really ticked about having to having to have to spend. I've spent probably over $1,500 in climbing, re-equipping the store with uh, these magazines, ah. and I'm nowhere near even done. Wow. I'll be filling the wall back up.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Governor McKee.
4: Yeah.
1: Well, at the same time, John Francis, now... Um, on top of that, I want to remind people it's the end of the year. Maybe people overdid it with Christmas shopping. Maybe they want to have some firearms they want to sell or sell on consignment. Good place to start is talk to our friend John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies.
4: Absolutely. And uh, I have had a number of people uh, bring stuff in. I would recommend right now giving me a call and let me know what you have. Uh, you know, some of the more common, popular uh, items. Uh, I've not really been taken because i've got so many of it so much of it already um so i just can't see the bringing even more of the same stuff in um but i would say uh, like a lot of people have been calling me concerned because the stuff they have have now have illegal mag technically illegal magazines Uh. so it it, it, uh, unfortunately that that is going to affect um what I can, you know, as far as what I'm going to be offering, because I can't sell those mags to anybody but a cop.
1: That's right. And again, that uh, John Francis, the shame of this is that the whole thing could end up being flipped uh, once it's challenged, and legal experts don't think it's going to stand yeah. up. But it is, for, for right now, it is what it is, as they say. Correct. Yeah. But, uh, folks, so what he's saying is give him a call at 401 727 1716, 1716 located 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. At least call John Francis. And John Francis, many times, I also want to remind people, it could be a loved one that passed away. It could be for different reasons. People actually come upon a gun collection. Now, that is a horse of a different color because many times, a collector might have some very different types of firearms. Oh,
4: absolutely. If it's Especially if it's someone... Who has uh, been, you know, collecting for many, many years. I recently had a good friend of mine. uh, He passed away last year around this time. And it turns out, and and nobody really knew, he had hundreds of firearms, collectible-grade firearms. Now, all of that ended up going to auction just because of the sheer number involved. Wow! He had some spectacular stuff. Huh.
1: And, John Francis, we you and I often discuss the uh, war in Ukraine, which is going to be going 10 months now, be uh, a year coming up in February. But I'm just wondering if you've been following this this case in Idaho with the murder of the four college students uh, stabbed to death. And there's there's nothing about the crime that made sense. And now we find out it, it didn't make sense. The arrest that has been made seemingly was some kind of a nutcase studying criminology that it sounds like he wanted to see if he could pull off the perfect crime.
4: Wow, uh, yeah. I did. I did read earlier today that they had arrested a suspect, but yes. uh, they were not mentioning any motive whatsoever. Right? Um, it just, you know, this is a prime example. Uh, all you folks listening out there, um, so his connection to those kids had nothing to do with any. It wasn't personal. No, no a nut job.
1: Yes, yeah.
4: And so you, you, you never know. It's getting. The the uh, uh, I don't know what caused him to go off like that, but given given what we're seeing today, given how the woke left yes has stirred up the all these political divisions in the country. Yep. To them, it's no holds barred. And there was recently a a, 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 a poll that was done, and those on the political left are advocates feel that it's okay to advocate for violence against those that disagree with them politically now
1: that is exactly right john francis so, go ahead what are your hours is, for the remaining part of today and what are your hours on new year's eve
4: uh so today i'm handle six uh tomorrow i will be open nine to three.
1: Oh, great Perfect.
4: and so though i just wanted to finish up by saying go ahead. I, I would urge all the folks living in the cities and towns in rhode island you know if you're a gun owner or if you just, you know, you're not feeling safe these days, go to your local police department, uh, uh, apply for uh, the, license, the license to carry issued uh, by the local police in your city or town. That is your right under Rhode Island Law 11-47-11. And they cannot require you to show a need apply for that permit it's illegal to
1: do so that is exactly right john francis happy new year keep up the great work and we'll talk to you soon
4: John. thank
1: you all right folks there it is john francis competition shooting supplies 435 benefit street in Pawtucket. right now the time is 150 again folks good afternoon it is friday i want to wish all everyone a very very happy and safe new year we will be on the air on monday in some some way Uh, But Monday is the official holiday. So everyone is off on Monday. New Year's. Again, you know, New Year's Eve. Again, just a reminder, I will be out with Cranston police. We're going to do Cranston PD live tomorrow night, tomorrow night, New Year's Eve. Uh, But we're going to do it early eight to ten. And by and large, it's good to go and have dinner and have fun with friends. But folks, be very cautious. Out on those roads, there is just this. People are off. People are just nuts today, and unfortunately, we're living in a part of the country where it's just more and more. Um, where it's just and and the the um, the violence that is out there. And and John Francis is exactly right. Just there, the press briefing press conference is going to be this afternoon, four o'clock, regarding those Idaho, the murder of those four college students in Idaho. But right now, there's nothing about this case that makes sense. And based on who they've, the suspect is that they have in custody, it sounds like this was not a robbery. This was not any other motive other than a psycho that wanted to see if, in fact, he could pull off a crime of this nature and get away with it. That That's what it sounds like right now. Someone that was studying to get his PhD in criminology at Washington State University. That is only 12 to 15 minutes away from where these students were living in Moscow, Idaho. This wasn't a, a crime of passion. It wasn't disagreement that went violent. It wasn't a robbery. It wasn't a sexual assault. By all accounts... That's what's frightening about it. It sounds right now like it was just this psycho that wanted to see if, in fact, he could puddle off and get away with this robbery. Let me just quickly, before we talk to our friend Maria at It's My Health, I did just want to play. There is a, a little bit of audio. We're obviously going to have a lot more and learn a lot more at the this afternoon, but... They, um, they got this guy. They were looking. They were right in looking for that Hyundai Elantra, the white Hyundai Elantra, and they towed it away. When they put that out that they were looking for that vehicle, apparently they caught up to him right near the Poconos, near Scranton, and they towed that vehicle away. Here's the Channel 12 story. on made an arrest in
3: the case of. College students killed at a home in Idaho. The Associated Press says a law enforcement official has identified the suspect arrested as 28-year-old Brian Koberger. He was reportedly arrested in Pennsylvania and is being held there pending extradition. Three young women and a young man were found stabbed to death in a rental house off campus early November 13th. Idaho police will be holding a news conference expected at 4 p.m. our time. We'll bring you updates on WPRI.com as they come in throughout the day.
1: Just terrible. Absolutely terrible. And what I mean by that is, listen, any situation like that, but this was, as I mentioned, this was not a lot of different motives and elements for for crime. A lot of them are domestic, um, different, you know, I don't have to go through the whole list of things, but this was, unless we learn more, seemingly someone that just wanted to see I think I'd like to, I could commit a crime. Well, I'd be curious to find out if there were other crimes that this nutcase apparently pulled. All right, folks, right now it's 154. You're listening to The John DePetro Show. I want to say Happy New Year also to JR and Jeff and everyone that makes this program run. Folks, we have some uh, big things planned for the the new year. Let me see if we can, no guarantee, I want to see if we can reach our friend Marie at It's My Health. all right hold on uh hold on folks bear with me okay now we can uh okay there we go i think now we uh, oh all right i it's 155 all right i think now we can uh reach her we had some kind of interference a little bit folks right now it's 155 we're gonna call maria it's my health There she is. I apologize. We had a little bit of a technical glitch. Folks, on the line with us, what better way to uh, be our final guest of the program in 2022? It is our friend Marie at It's My Health 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Good afternoon, Marie. Good afternoon and happy new year. Happy new year. Marie, the sun is out. We're looking at a blue sky. However, all over the state, my goodness, people are sick with the flu. People are sick with covid Boy, if there's ever been a time this time, as much as people can get out, they really need to pay attention to their health.
4: Oh, for
7: sure. For sure. This is this is the peak of it. This is the time of year.
1: Now, Marie, if someone were to come in this afternoon for a family member, because people that are sick should not be leaving the house. But if someone either has the flu or they feel run down or they have covid, what are some of the things that you might the queen of health might recommend?
7: So there are some homeopathic remedies that can help. We obviously have cough syrups and things like that. We have teas for cold, for sore throats, for breathing. Um, we have a product called Resportonic that's great for those lingering deep coughs. So quite a few different choices, elderberry syrups, um, fire cider, a lot of things that can help get you over the edge, get you through this um, this nastiness.
1: Folks, we're speaking with Marie at It's My Health 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. We're diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Now, Marie, right now we're enjoying a very beautiful Friday, final Friday of 2022. However, the, the weather will turn wintry coming up the end of next weekend. I'll bet you have some nice teas that could warm people up.
7: We have some wonderful teas that are very warming, from simple green teas to flavored teas to black teas, even lots of herbal teas. Quite a few choices, depending on what you're looking for, what kind of flavors you like. Um, But great for this time of year to just warm the soul.
1: Folks, we're speaking with Marie, and it's my health. And Marie, I received a nice email from Diane. Folks, Diane, her dog is getting older has some problems, stopped in, and it sounds like Marie was able to help Diane. I'm not sure the dog's name, but you recommended some CBD for her dog. She said this is the best he's been in two years.
7: Yeah, we have quite a few people with their you know dogs that are either getting older or they have hip problems, and the CBD really does seem to help them out, and of course, you know, animals don't judge like we do. Does, does this Does this work? Does it not work? They just they take it, and if it works, you know, they're they're better, and they, they have no problem with that. So we have quite a few dogs who are on the CBD.
1: Folks, if your New Year's resolution is to improve your health and stay healthy, pop in and see the Queen of Health, Marie, at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Marie, what are your hours for the remaining part of this beautiful Friday, by the way, and also on New Year's Eve tomorrow?
7: So be here till 5.30 today and tomorrow from 9 to
1: 4. Happy New Year to the Queen of Health. You are a joy to talk to. Your devotion, your knowledge, your dedication to service puts you in a league of their own. Happy New Year to you and also the luckiest man in North America. I wish you a very happy New Year, Marie, and we'll talk to you in 23.
7: Happy New Year, John.
1: Take care. All right, folks, there it is. She is so delightful, Marie. And it's my health. Well, folks, right now it's 159. Coming up, you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news. This is the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. I want to wish everyone a very happy and, most importantly, safe New Year's. Be careful out there. And remember, it's not just you on the road. It's uh, more and more people that you have to worry about that are out there on the roads with you. Thank you to JR, Roger, Jeff, everyone at the station does such a fantastic job. It's John DePietro, Folks, we have a lot more in 23. It's going to be a big year coming up. But Happy New Year, one and all. We will be back on the air on Monday. But Happy New Year. And stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news, big news. WNRI, Woonsocket.